Do your dreams have hidden messages for you? What can you do, if anything, to unravel the meaning or to improve your memory of your dreams? In this fascinating episode, my guest will share her simple four-part method to understand and decode the messages from your subconscious mind that are in your dreams and enhance dream recall. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Ronnie and Ryan, your go-to intuitive coach, bringing real talk to the mystical realm on Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. Ever feel like the universe or your spirit guides are giving you the silent treatment? Maybe you're confused by esoteric lingo. Well, you're in the right place because who has time for confusion when you're trying to do big things like build a business, find love, live well, heal and recover, or figure out whether to leave your job, partner, or even your book club. We'll turn the spiritual mumbo jumbo into clear, actionable steps with mystical methods that fit easily into your life. So buckle up, open that heart chakra, and let's cut through the cosmic fluff together, shall we? Fortune favors the bold and those who aren't afraid to call it like they see it right here on the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. Before jumping into today's show, I just want to talk a little bit about who's listening and from where. What I discovered today is that there are people in over 90 countries listening to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, and I just want to thank you so much. I want to give a shout out to those folks in Taiwan and also in Greece for listening and being one of my followers. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love that people from around the world are getting to hear all the great guests that I have and take advantage of the information that we share on this podcast. The other thing I want to mention is that I am putting together a group for intuitive development. It's called the Intuitive Circle. It's once a month on the second Wednesday at noon Eastern. Even though I haven't nailed down all the details yet, I thought that's no reason not to tell you about it because I'm so excited and I think you're going to love it. So I just want to put this out there and let you know there is a waiting list that you can get on and you can find that at intuitiveedge.biz slash waitlist. So if you're interested in intuitive development, want to do a once a month session with some other wonderful women, and I got to tell you, the best way to build your intuition is through group work, because when you come together, even if it's on Zoom, you amplify the energy, which makes it that much easier to tap into your intuition and connect with your inner wisdom. So I just want to encourage you to think about getting on that wait list. And you can do that at intuitiveedge.biz slash waitlist. And then you'll be the first group to know about when the program is actually starting because developing your intuition and learning to trust your gut will change your life. Think about it. When you encounter a life crisis or even a major challenge, sometimes you just wish you could know, like, how can you understand this and what can you do about it? That's exactly the kind of thing we'll be learning with the intuitive development. This way you can trust your gut, rely on your intuition, and figure out the actionable steps that you need to take next to resolve whatever situation has cropped up. So anyway, I hope you'll join me on the waitlist, intuitiveedge.biz slash waitlist. And now on with the show. On this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, I am speaking with Megan Mary. She is a dream worker that specializes in the analysis of women's dreams to promote transformative personal growth and enlightenment. 
founder of the Women's Dream Analysis and the Women's Dream Enlightenment podcast, she is an intuitive, introvert, mystic, and writer. After being diagnosed with three chronic illnesses, she experienced a spiritual awakening. She now works with women all over the world, offering dream interpretation, transformative journeys, and enlightened guidance. She lives in Idaho with her rock star drummer husband and two cats. Welcome, Megan. Thank you, Ronnie. Wow, you have a rock star drummer husband? I do. That's exciting. My <laughs> husband plays the guitar a lot only in the living room but you know i'll be cooking and he'll come wandering into the kitchen and serenade me while i'm cooking That's lovely isn't that cute so let's get down to it how did you ever get started doing dream work for women or dream work in general yes well i was called in a word and i also just really came to a culmination of my own spiritual introspection and realized that that was really my innate gift and what I was here to do. Like the story that you read at the beginning, I did experience a whole bunch of chronic illnesses diagnosed all at once and really had, a, like so many people, a dark night of the soul where I questioned everything and had to start really looking inward and started meditating a lot and the doors of perception opened. <laughs> Wow, that's awesome, though. Not that you had to go through it that way, but it's mm. awesome that those doors opened for you. I love that. I love to hear those stories. Dream analysis. <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about dream analysis for years because I've remembered my dreams for years. And probably 30 years ago, I was even talking about it with friends. Well, what could this mean? Or what could this mean? And there were books even back then. But I never found that those things really made sense to me. And yet, there's got to be some hidden gems in your dreams. Like, I certainly have an opinion on that, which I'll hold back on for now. But tell me about dream analysis and the benefits that come from doing that. Like, what's it about from your perspective? Yes, for me, dreams are the doorway to enlightenment and awakening and magic. And I really feel like we have an opportunity for personal transformation by accessing our dreams. Not only are they culminated from our subconscious, but they're also messages from our higher self and a way that we can really tap into the universal source knowledge that is hidden from us in our waking life when we're in that beta wave length, that brainwave of beta, and we're wrapped up in the 3D perception of the illusion of our reality, and we're not really tapping into our own innate intuition and following our inner guidance. And I feel like the dreams, I really believe, are stories that are guidance. Stories that are guidance. So what you're saying is it's kind of curated from the subconscious mind, but can also come from our higher selves. And what about spirit? Like, do you believe people visit you in your dreams or yes. what's your thought on that? Yes, absolutely. And that's why I feel it's much more than just the traditional Jungian, Freudian, scientific, historical approach. Right. And that's why I call myself a mystic because my approach to it and the way I feel about it is much more mystical. It's much more ethereal and esoteric, and it doesn't subscribe necessarily to the 
dogmatic restrictions of that. So I do believe that that's possible. I have had visitation dreams as so many people have had, and, and I do receive what I call messages. And those are really just, they appear as thoughts, but I feel that in that middle world, they take on a whole new quality. And the middle world is what I talk about in between waking and sleeping. Oh, yeah. Like I can have dreams the second my eyes close. I'm not really in a, I would think I wouldn't be in deep enough sleep to have dreams. But to me, that's the wildest dreams are like if I fall asleep on the beach. I love the beach. Everybody knows that. So I, nothing's better than falling asleep in the sun. I'm sorry. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. But then I have completely wacky dreams that are very short lived. And then I wake up within moments, you know, so, so that's the middle world. Yeah, I feel that the middle world, is, and, and I coined this term, or at least it's what I'm calling it, is between the beta and the theta state. So we have so many different brain waves, but they change depending on our level of awareness. And when we're awake right now, we're in beta, but when we meditate or when we dream, we're in theta. And that space between waking where you're waking up, but you're not fully awake is the middle world where you can actually remember your dreams and you actually can start to just hear different thoughts that are coming through different messages. Mm. Reminds me of so many things I want to ask you about. I want to talk to you about, tell me what you think of this. I had this dream and I tend to have repetitive dreams. Even if all the things aren't the, all the elements aren't exactly the same, there'll be a, a very strong theme. So I kept dreaming about a giant wave. So sometimes it's just a big wave and sometimes it's a tsunami wave. And sometimes I'm in the beach, in the water at the beach, and I actually can't see the shore no matter which way I turn, even though I just got in the water and a big wave is coming and I'm like, ah. Another time I was in a building and I could see several floors up, I could see the big wave coming. It was going to take the top of the building off where I was. <laughs> so <laughs> what do you think that's about? Oh my gosh, I'm opening myself up to, I don't know what. <laughs> I'll be kind. Uh, well, recurring dreams in general are just dreams that you're not receiving the message from. So whenever you have something that is happening over and over again, that you're starting to see a common thread, you're starting to see a common pattern. It, it's very often because there is something bubbling up from the subconscious that you're not paying attention to. And I'm, and I'm not going to say addressing because it might not be a problem. It could be something good. It could be a talent or a gift or a new direction in your life, but it's just something that you're not aware of, that you're not giving attention to. And I've devised my own method that I use for dream interpretation, which I call the dream mirror method. And it has four steps, but one of the key elements is the mood. And that's really where you look at the emotion that you're having in the dream. But you can also observe the emotion you have when you went to bed, as well as the emotion you woke up with, because it could all be different. And that can many times be a good indicator of what the dream is about if you're feeling overwhelmed or anxious yeah. or scared yeah. or also I encourage people to give their dreams a title and oh, when they neat. do that many times that there's the only time that I encourage you to summarize because the rest of the time I want all the gritty details but when you summarize sometimes then you kind of get the thousand foot view also of what that's about yeah yeah and, so to me mm -hmm. go ahead the tsunami to me and the big wave so when I can't I guess I felt lost when I couldn't see the shore that was a feeling of being lost 
And then when the tsunami was coming, that's certainly a feeling of overwhelm. That's what I was thinking. So it's just like, oh my God, I'm going to get crushed by the wave. It's interesting in the dream, I did not end up, the wave came, it took the the top floor off the building, but I didn't go through all the water and the not being able to breathe and then the tumbling. My, I want to thank my subconscious mind for editing that out. <laughs> and then the next scene, I was just dripping wet. I was inside a building and I found a friend who was also dripping wet. So it's really interesting. Mm. <laughs> it's like, you know, mm -hmm. your brain is just so masterfully created. Sometimes my, you know, on occasion I have nice dreams, not always, but on occasion. And they're so vivid and creative and colorful. And it's just amazing. So do you ever talk to people about finishing their dreams? You know, like, Somebody once said to me, if you don't like a dream, go back in and change it. Go back in just while you're lying there in bed and you remember as you wake up and you remember the dream and you don't like it, go back in and change it and just picture the whole thing happening again and make it be what you want it to be. Absolutely. So the choose your own ending, basically, of visualization. So that is a very effective method while you're waking to reimagine a scenario of a dream whose outcome you don't desire, and then imagine in that visualization an alternative ending for that dream, because that allows you to then see in your mind's eye the possibilities of that story and how it can be different, which opens up energetic possibilities for you. The other option is dream manifestation, where it's dream incubation is another term for it, where before you go to bed, you think about that scenario and you write down your intention or your affirmation around how that dream is going to be different. And in doing so, you put your subconscious mind to work on that scenario, whatever that metaphor is of that dream that's being presented. And it allows your subconscious then to imagine a new solution to that. And it can very well create another dream that on the outset might seem unrelated, but once decoded could actually be the answer. Ah, that's so interesting. You know, I realized I interrupted you when you were talking about your dream mirror method and you had four steps. I don't know oh. if you were going to be sharing them, but I didn't want to, I, can't. I didn't want to give you the chance to complete that thought. Oh yes. Thank you. So the four steps are memory, mood, mirror, and metaphor. And so the first step memory is just remembering your dream, writing it down in as much detail as possible, and also giving it a title, which we covered. The second step is mood, which is writing down your mood, the feelings, the emotions that you experienced. The third is mirror, and that's really where you look at all the different things that are happening in the dream, the people, the places, the actions, the colors, the numbers, the elements. So in your dream, you said that there was another person there. Who is that person? And if you were to describe them with three adjectives, how would you describe them? And that can explain their presence in the dream. I also look at the elements because water can many times represent emotion. And so the fact that she was wet as well, or he is wet as well, um, is what does that represent in terms of the metaphorical emotion that's taking place? And how does the interaction happen between the two of you? Also the, the landscape of being in the water and the wave, as well as the building. Right. What does the building look like? What is, does it remind you of a building that you recognize? If not, how is it different? And seeing the action of what takes place of the destruction of the building and the fact that you are not affected by that. So we look at all of those elements and then we look at 
finally all those elements together with the mood and the title of the dream as a metaphor for your waking life and decode how that story can be a message and an opportunity for a situation in your waking life. That is just fascinating. All right. So say those four things again. Memory, memory, mood, mirror, and metaphor. Metaphor. Figuring out what these symbols mean. Metaphor. Yes. Yes. So in that method, part of the mirror step is to echo back to what you were saying earlier, many people look in dream dictionaries and I really encourage people to break up with your dream dictionary and not be, (laughs) not look at that because that's going to mislead you. It's going to take you down a path of an explanation that's not specific to you. So in the mirror state, what I try to do is ask specific targeted questions that really draw out your own personal associations with the elements of the dream so that you are reflecting your subconscious into your conscious and you're really bringing forward your own personal associations, not ones that are in a book that might not pertain to you. Yeah, that makes so much sense to me. Why are dreams so hard to hold on to? You know, like you wake up in the middle of the night, you know, my heart's pounding. Some awful dog was chasing me and it was going to get me, you know, and I'm like, <sighs> and I wake up and I'm like terrified because thankfully I must always get away. And then I say, oh, I'm not going to have any trouble remembering this. <laughs> and then I forgot. I wake yep. up and I'm like, so sometimes if my husband's awake, I'll tell him the dream so he can remember for me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but because I don't always want to wake up and write it all down. But even if you think mm-hmm. you're going to remember, a lot of times you don't. How come that's oh, yes. true? And that's part of the mystery that just keeps me so intrigued is that you constantly trick yourself and think, oh, I'll remember that. Or that doesn't really matter. Or, that's kind of nonsensical. I'm not going to write that one down. And then you wake up and it's gone and you go, well, why didn't I write that down? And within five minutes, you'll forget 50% of the dream. And after that, you'll you'll likely forget the rest of it because you're shifting brainwaves and you're onto your daily life and you're onto what you need to do and you're back on the hamster wheel. And so it's really taking that moment right when you're waking up to think backwards and to reflect upon where you just were, what you were just doing and try to capture that. Because when you can pull it through to this side, then you start to get that holistic view. And you can really benefit from Mm. integrating that if you can capture it. Right, right. So I had a friend and she was keeping track of her dreams for a while. And looking back at them, she, you know, kept them in a journal. And only through doing that did she see by looking back at them that they were prophetic. So she had this dream that they were, again, dogs. They were dogs who were coming after her and was so interesting because ended up being she was very threatened by her sister-in-laws who were kind of being really mean and kind of saying nasty stuff and causing a lot of problems and so looking back when she looked at that dream she thought oh it was a little prophetic that the dogs were after me which she felt like was her sister-in-laws who she doesn't speak to anymore as a result of their actions any thoughts about that prophetic thing Just a quick pause before sharing more mystical moments. Are you at a crossroads and unsure which path to take? Or in the midst of a life crisis or difficult life changes? 
Stop the guesswork and endless what-ifs. I've been there. Know what I did? I asked the universe for a sign, and it worked. Now I'm sharing my too-simple-to-be-true method with you. In my free audio program, How to Ask the Universe for a Sign, you'll learn the simple steps to receive a clear yes-no answer from the universe within just 24 hours. No more sleepless nights, just clear answers. Visit intuitiveedge.biz sign to claim your free audio program and start your journey to certainty today. I absolutely feel that we have an ability to tap into awareness that is beyond this mundane presumed realm. And so when you consider all the possibilities for time and space and you start to understand that maybe there is like quantum physics, for example, so much more to what's going on than the linear progression, then you can understand how you could actually access knowledge and access information through the dream space that maybe there's things we don't know, but maybe there's ways that we can tap into a space that is, I don't want to say beyond ourselves because we're part of it, but it's beyond our conception of ourselves. Okay. Now, what about nightmares? You know, I had a dream that went on for years. It was progressive, kind of like... (laughs) you know, a series of episodes. And often it was really scary. And I felt like I was robbed and I'd come home and all my in my dream and all my stuff would be gone and everything. And it was, you know, it was a recurring nightmare that continually progressed in storyline. So what about those nightmare things? Yes. So nightmares, part of the reason that they're so profound is because of their emotional content. And when we dream, the emotional part of our brain is active in the same way as when we're awake, even though other parts are not active. And so that's why we perceive them as so real because we experience them on a mind level as if they really happened. And nightmares are really a deep opportunity to tap into our shadow self. When we can use tools to decode what those stories are, are portraying in a metaphorical way, then we can understand some of the challenges and some of our fears and some of our self-limiting beliefs and blocks and different perspectives that we're holding that we might not be aware of. And they're really ways, particularly recurring ones, to have that opportunity. And it was part of really what got me into dreams in the first place, because as a child, I had recurring nightmares. And I always really wanted to know why, what does this mean? So I feel it's really I call it the ultimate self-care because I feel like everybody has the ability to tap into their subconscious and tap into their dreams and it's there for you. So why not? You know, that's so funny because that reminded me, this is so ridiculous, but when I was little, I loved the cartoon Mighty Mouse, which is not Mickey Mouse. I loved Mighty Mouse and he had a girlfriend. I don't remember her name. And then there was a bad guy who was oil can Harry. So Oil Can Harry was always tying his girlfriend up on the railroad tracks and Mighty Mouse could fly and he would come to save the day. And that's what they would say. Mighty Mouse is here to save the day, you know. So anyway, I would dream this nonsense and I would always dream that somehow I got captured by Oil Can Harry and he wanted me to do the dishes and I wouldn't do them. I was like six or five. And so he would throw me down the alligator pit (laughs) and I'd always wake up just before my foot would hit the snapping alligator. (laughs) And that terrorized me for a long time. That's so crazy. I remember that still to this day, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. 
so many times people discard dreams like that because they say, well, I dreamt about that because I was watching that cartoon or I watched that movie, or of course, that's why I was thinking about that. But I really believe that our mind picks those things and puts them together with other things in a special little puzzle and that it really does have a metaphorical underpinning. It really does have an underlying message. And so it was interesting that you said he was making you do the dishes, probably something you had to do as a child and, and a chore that you didn't want to do. And so there's a lot of, it's very interesting the the treasure box that our subconscious is and the way that it recombines the things that are in there. And just because it's using the things that are in there doesn't mean that they are literal literal representations of that cartoon or that movie. They're actually just using them to portray a different story. Right. It's just that symbolic, metaphorical kind of angle on that. Yes. Yeah, I totally can see that. And, you know, I never thought of my parents as the alligator pit, like they were going to you know, bite me to death if I didn't do the dishes. And I don't know if I could have been even doing the dishes at five or six. So I'm not sure. That would be interesting to go back in my subconscious mind and just examine that. But I don't mm -hmm. know. There's so many other things to look at. Who has to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I love how you say that. It's such a great way to do self-care because you're really looking within to understand yourself and that kind of knowledge can free up your energy because when you unravel some of that stuff and let it go or work it out or figure it out or whatever, you're not full of that angst anymore and it's resolved so that you can move on and look at something new and try something new or whatever or use that energy for another purpose. So that makes total sense to me. Absolutely. There's so many healing opportunities from listening to our dreams. Yeah, there's... Let's just face it, this world is filled with endless healing opportunities. <laughs> yes. You can spend all day, all day. But we have we have some we need to have some fun too. So <laughs> how can you improve your dream recall? Is that possible? So one of the techniques that we sort of touched on was the thinking backwards. And I call it that because I don't really have a better way to explain it, but it's like when you walk into a room and you say, what did I come in here for? And you totally draw a blank and then you have to start retracing your steps, but in your mind, what, what were we just talking about? And I said, I was going to do, oh yeah. Okay. And you start, you kind of think backwards. And that's really one of the key steps that I encourage people to use when you first wake up instead of immediately jumping out of bed or immediately start thinking about your day, pause and close your eyes and just be still and think backwards. What, what, where were you just, who were you just talking to? What were you just doing? What did someone just say to you? And it takes patience because it doesn't always immediately reveal itself. There's the veil is closing between the worlds because you're transitioning into your waking state. But after you practice it, the more you start to do it, the more you start to get a little hit. And as soon as you start to get a little hit and you go, oh yeah, that's right. I was at a carnival or whatever it is. Then it starts to come through. It's, it starts to show itself and you start to think of more of it. You start to remember more of it. And so what I encourage people to do is write down the first thing you can remember at the bottom of the page, because you're going to remember it backwards, really. And you'll say, oh yeah, before that, and before that, before that, and you write it up the page so that you get that linear account because you're not going to remember it linearly. Wow. That's so clever. I love that. Start at the bottom of the page. Yeah. Now, this is an interesting question. It's making me curious to think about 
how other spiritual practitioners can integrate dream work into their practice too. Yes. So I really want to spread this method to the world because I feel it has so many beneficial applications, but of course I can't myself interpret everyone's dreams. So I want to empower people to be able to do this themselves. And in particular, I want to empower other spiritual providers and practitioners to integrate this into the work. So whether they're light workers or energy healers, or they're doing Reiki or they're psychics or mediums, or they're counselors or they're psychotherapists or they're hypnotherapists, or they're, you know, anything that they're doing that is a healing modality that is trying to achieve a transformation in someone else's life to consider dream work and this method as another level, another way that they can incorporate that into their work to help their clients and the people that they're working with really be able to access their subconscious and be able to tap into that for personal growth. I really feel that there's so much opportunity there and that it complements very nicely other healing modalities. I think that makes so much sense because as you're trying to figure out what the heck is going on in your life, and you want to know like which way should I go or what's going to be for my highest good or am I on the right path and all of that kind of stuff all of it helps if you're remembering your dreams to not include them you know it kind of it would limit you in a way It'd be why would you cut that part out when it could be so informative and give you guidance or point the way or you know even if it's the most top line kind of thing or down to a little detail, it could add a lot of value to you figuring out who you are or what you want or what you're really <laughs> trying to accomplish. So it makes total sense to me. I think that sounds really good. Is there anything else you want to say about dream analysis and the work that you do? I just want to encourage people to have a level of dream appreciation, to not discard your dreams, to not think that they don't mean anything or they're silly or to downplay them, to really start appreciating them and to really then, once you appreciate them and understand they have that value in your life, to empower yourself to embrace them and embrace the transformative power that they hold. Nice. Now, I always ask if you have a free gift you want to share with the listeners. So I have a dream mirror journal template that is available on my site and it allows you to start utilizing this method. It's a template that you can use for your journal, guide you on what to basically record and allows you to start dipping into that method for yourself. Oh, that sounds great. Now, how do they get that? You can get that by going to the website and it'll pop up or you can sign by signing up for the get my updates and then you will receive the template. Okay. So that's womensdreamanalysis.com. Yes. Awesome. Well, Megan, this has been fabulous. Thank you so much for sharing your world of dreams with us. Thank and you. I certainly have a lot of interest in dreams and have spent some time figuring out what's going on in there and spent some time changing the end of dreams and had success with all of these things. So I'm so glad we got to share your wisdom and insights today with the listeners. Thank you so much for the work you do. Thank you so much, Ronnie. I really appreciate you letting me be here to share my dream work. Oh, it was my pleasure. And sweet dreams to everybody listening. Thank you.
Thank you for joining me in this sacred space on your journey to clarity and spiritual growth. If you're at a crossroad in the middle of a life crisis or challenge, try intuitive coaching or book an intuitive or past life reading at intuitiveedge.biz. Enjoyed our time together? Please rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend to spread the magic. Until next time, this is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic.